Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24-7 support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com payday to get started. It's time again for the Mortgage Minute with Doug Krause, brought to you by Financial Residency. Doug has been a mortgage lender for over 20 years and specializes in physician loans. He is with BMO Bank and wrote a book called The Hippocratic House to educate physicians on home loans. You can request your free copy at dougkrause.com. You can call or text Doug anytime at 816-728-3631 or email him at doug.kraus at bmo.com. Now, get ready for today's episode of the Mortgage Minute. Hey, welcome back to the Mortgage Minute. I think with adjustable rates becoming quite popular with current rate environment, I want to talk just a little bit more about them and the key components to an adjustable rate. So, most all adjustable rates, I won't say all, but most of them are still 30-year amortized loans. And there's many, many different versions out there. I think the most common are, well, especially previously, the most common were five one arms, seven one arms, started to see some 10 ones, even some 15 or 15, yeah, 15 two even. Now you're seeing seven, six arms, five, six arms, 10, six arms. And again, the first number is the period that the interest rate is going to be locked in. And then the second number is how often the rate's going to change. So what used to be very typical run of the mill was a seven year arm was a seven one meant the rate was locked for seven years. And then you got a new rate every year. And that type of loan had a 2% per year cap. Very similar to seven, six arm as an example. It's a fixed rate for seven years, but then the six means the rate's going to start adjusting every six months instead of every year. Really doesn't matter because when that happens, the caps are going to be a 1% move every six months instead of a 2% move every year. This is by no means a one-size-fits-all. There's certainly all kinds of different versions of this, but that's a very, very popular adjustable rate mortgage at this point. In fact, I think the most popular is a 7.6, and there's SOFR-based, which stands for Secured Overnight Finance Rate. That's a newer index that then has many banks have a margin that they add to that of two and three quarters to 3% the norm, but that's something you need to take into account because, you know, if you have two banks that have the same interest rate, the same seven, six arm, one of them is going to have a two and three quarters margin, the other one three, then that's basically saying that once your fixed period's up, assuming you're still going to have that loan at the end of seven years, that the one that has a two and three quarter margin is forever going to have a quarter point lower interest rate once it starts adjusting because it's going to take the same index, which is the SOFR, and let's just say that's around three today, 
and then add 2.75 to it for your future rate, as opposed to another bank that's going to add three to it as your future rate. So that's certainly something you should care at least a little bit about. I think a lot of people taking an adjustable rate at this point in time are doing so with the idea that they won't have that loan at the end of seven years. And, you know, I'm definitely in that camp that as I'm talking to people and even suggesting people strongly consider the seven, six arm, I'm doing so with the idea that I also don't think they'll have that mortgage in seven years, but anyway, the index again is in this case, the SOFR, which other arms were treasury based, LIBOR based. You could have any different number of things, but those are by far the most popular. And I think SOFR is fast becoming the gold standard of what arms are based on. The margin is strictly determined by the bank offering it what that number is going to be. But again, you're not going to have somebody just out of the wild west coming up with their own totally different than everybody else term. So for the most part, people on these SOFRs are doing a 2.75 versus three, whereas the treasury base had a higher index. And then most of those had like a two point margin that they were adding back to them. So have to know what you're looking at as far as where rates are going to go in the future. And to do that, you have to understand what your margin is going to be and what the index it's going to be added to is. So then you move on to there's life caps and most of the SOFR based, which are six month increments for the rate changes when they do start changing, have five, one and five caps where the old treasuries, LIBORs, most of them had five, two and five caps with the exception, some of the shorter term loans had two, two and five caps, or even the SOFR based also the shorter term have two, two and five caps. So what do those mean? Let's go back to the seven, six, the five, one, five cap. Basically what that means is for seven years, your rates locked in fixed at your start rate. And then the six means you're getting a new rate every six months for the next 23 years. How do the caps come in? The first five is on that year eight. Once you've you know served out your seven years that are fixed rate, you're going to take the index plus the margin. And assuming that's less than 5% higher than where your start rate was, that's going to be your new rate for the next six months. So that's where the first five kicks in. When the rate starts adjusting year eight, that very first adjustment is actually allowed to move five points. So let's just say your start rate was five and a half percent today. Then seven years from now, if the SOFR plus 2.75 is 10 and a half or less, then your rate can move that much. So take an example of what, yeah, let's just say 7.75 actually for a future SOFR. If the SOFR comes out to 7.75 and then they add 2.75 to that for your margin, then that would imply a, all right, nine, 10 and a half. Yeah. So if you started at five and a half, add five points. If So 
If the SOFR move to 10, for instance, though, and then add 2.75 to that, that implies your future first adjustment would move to 12.75. That wouldn't happen because it's going to be limited to five over your start rate. So let's take an example of a five and a half start rate. And let's say the SOFR moves to five, then your future first rate, if it moves to five right before it's ready to adjust, is going to be five plus 2.75, which is two and a quarter over where your start rate was. That will happen because that's less than the five point cap that it's limited to. So year eight, you move to 7.75 in my example. Six months later, they're going to look at the same sulfur plus 2.75. Now the one cap kicks in. And if you were in that example at seven and a quarter, then or seven and a half, then the future rate can only go up or down 1% from that number. So depending on where the sulfur plus the index or the margin and the index, I should say, are at that point, then wherever it was the previous six months, it can't go up or can't go down more than 1%. So these loans can definitely go down and they have historically gone down a lot over the course of two and a half decades I've been doing this. And, you know, most people came out really well with these arms that whenever they did start adjusting, they were saved them from having to refinance because when everybody else was jumping in and say, I need to refinance, get a lower rate. Whenever theirs was kicking in, the rate was dropping for them without them having to refinance. So anyway, after that first adjustment, then for the next, you know, on a seven, six arm, 45 moves, there's going to be a up or down move of 1% with the exception of cumulatively, if you keep, let's say the rates were going up, have a rate move of one, and then the next time it goes up one again, and then the next time one again, there's another cap at the end. It's another five, which caps for the life of the loan can't move up more than five over your start rate. So the very first time out of seven, six, the rate could jump five points on you on that very first move year eight, Assuming that doesn't happen, then for the next 22 and a half years, it's going to go up or down 1% every six months. And then over the life of it, no matter what, it can't go over. If you start at five and a half, it can't go over 10 and a half. It also can't drop below 2.75 because even if the index became zero, they're still going to add 2.75 to that. So that's the life caps. The loan does re-amortize, so each time your interest rate moves, then your payment changes with that to keep it on track to still pay off based on the time that you have left. So taking into example, you have a 30-year note that starts at 5.5%, your payment's calculated on a 30-year average that you're going to pay 5.5% for the life of the loan. Come the end of year seven, let's say your rate changes to seven. Now you essentially look at what's my balance on my loan at that point and what payment would it take to finish paying it off for 23 years. Then in six months, that happens again. You go back and look at your balance at that point and then whatever the current interest rate is, what payments required to pay it off in 22 and a half years. So 
you're almost like getting a mini note within a note each time the rate moves have to recalculate the payment based on what it would take to keep you on track to be a 30 year payoff. So that's the way adjustable rates work. And one kind of hidden unknown with them is some of the adjustable rates were actually assumable mortgages. And that's definitely a topic for, you know, another day, but some of the VA loans were assumable and some of these adjustable rate mortgages were assumable too. Now, that doesn't mean somebody can just swoop in and buy your house, pay out your equity and take over your mortgage. Most of the time, the lender still makes them requalify and show that they can afford it too. But if it is assumable, they get to assume it at the rate that you were paying. So I think you might see a few more houses come on the market that are going to be you know, some interesting marketing from realtors again, where they acquire a listing that has an assumable loan that has a very attractive interest rate that might actually make that house a little more valuable whenever somebody goes to buy it. If somebody could assume a loan with a 3% interest rate, as opposed to buying that same house with a new 6% loan. So somebody might be willing to pay a little bit of a premium for that house if they can assume at a lower interest rate. But again, that's a topic for a different day. Just wanted to kind of go over the key components of an adjustable rate mortgage. So if you ever have any questions about them, feel free to reach out. Happy to do a one-on-one, a little more in-depth with you. You can always reach me at 816-728-3631 or email me at doug.kraus at bmo.com. Find me at dougkraus.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to learn more.